Happy Sunday. Yes. Here we are back. Go ahead, Win. It's uh, it's um, December third. Here we go. The recording has started. This is December third, two thousand twenty-three. My name is Winfrey, and I am in Sedona, Arizona, and this is our Sunday, call, we call it Sunday with the Elohim. Then put the mic closer. And, yeah. and Roger in Austin. Roger, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Uh, hi, hi. Hi, Roger. Hi, Giggles. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Always nice to hear your voice. You start off with a cheery thing. Oh, thank you. There we go. Now I got my mic working correctly. So, what does it mean to have Sunday morning with the Elohim? Our group has made friends. I guess that's the best way to say it. With would you like to say your name in your city? Hi, Wynn. Joan, Dawn, Frank. Hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Joan. We've made friends with a very high source in the universe matrix. They calls themselves the Council of Elohim. They started talking to me in 2002, through my partner, who woke me up in the middle of the night and said, get a tape recorder out. And I don't believe anything they said at the time. I said, who is this talking to me? And they said to just ask them questions. And thus began a series of question answers, questions and answers about who they were, what they did in the universe, where they came from, et cetera, et cetera. And they said they didn't have bodies. They were energy bodies, but no physical bodies. Would you like to say your name in your city? Good morning, Terry in Nevada. Good morning, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hello. So they were energy bodies. They could expand. This is what they said. They could expand as big as a galaxy and as small as an atom. And as these questions and answers were going on, we started to experience miracles. And they said that the universe was made of frequencies. What we perceive as solid in this realm, would you like to say your name in your city? Hi, Wayne, it's Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Hi, Jeannie. 
Hello. So, what we perceive as solid in this realm is really a conglomeration of concentrated frequencies. And that because of their ability to expand and work with these things, they had the ability to change frequencies. And when they did, something happened that seemed to transcend the laws of the physical universe, and we would have a miracle. And that started happening. And I had to start taking them more seriously because in the beginning, I was saying, how do I know I can trust these guys? How do I know they don't have an agenda? Or what is their agenda? Why are they talking to me? And so that was 20 years ago. And um, every Sunday, we would have a conversation with them about some far-out topic that no one ever would know the answer to. And they were explaining these things. And um, this was happening through my partner, Terry Brown. And um, when I asked Terry, when I asked them through Terry, was Terry ever anybody famous in a past life? They told me to look up St. Catherine of Siena, which I did. And I found the story of this young woman in Siena, Italy, in 1300 AD, who would go into the local church where they would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And all these conversations were recorded and published in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God, which became a classic of Catholic literature. And as I was studying St. Catherine, I found that Terry had an extremely close resemblance to Catherine. And of course, she was channeling the Elohim and historically, Elohim is one of the words for God in the Old Testament, and the name the Mormons use for God. So today, we're going to be doing a bunch of interesting things. One of them is to be playing um, an audio of one of these conversations with the Elohim. And what we what they say, and I believe it's true, that when we do these calls, even if we're not doing a live channeling, they are present. And not only are they present, but they're paying attention to each person on the call. And it's an opportunity to develop a relationship with 
them. And they don't really want to be worshipped or thought of as God. They would say they are our higher dimensional friends and that they can help us, particularly with their ability to... um, um, I was going to say mess with, but I don't know if that's the right word. Deal, connect with the frequencies of this realm and cause things to occur that wouldn't normally happen. So, um, Terry, who's the channel for all these messages, left her physical body a little over a year ago. And I was in a lot of grief. And then over the next few weeks, people that were coming to our calls started calling me and telling me that um, they thought Terry was communicating with them, giving them messages. And I started testing it. And uh, I would would talk to Terry and ask questions that only she could answer. And she answered them all correctly. She remembered everything about the life we had together and what we were doing and said she would be on the calls as well. And... um, being able to talk to us. So we're going to start out. Cecil, are you still here? No, Cecil hasn't called in. He hasn't called in. Okay. Well, what we do to start this is a little invocation to acknowledge their presence on the call. Hives, would you like to do it? I can do that, sure. Okay. And Jackie, are you here? Jackie hasn't called in, though. Oh my God! Where is everybody? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start out. We call it an invocation to the light. It's like bringing in the energy of the other side, asking it to um, connect with us. Now they already have connected. We're just acknowledging their presence. And then we'll start the call. So I turn it over to you, Heis. Thank you, Ben. So yes, we connect with the one infinite creator and we acknowledge the presence of the light that is surrounding us and infusing us and everyone in attendance. If you let it happen, we own a free will and we see ourselves in this flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, 
through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of Mother Earth, through our bodies and anchor into the Earth. Right now we co-create a loving group energy connection and we invite the higher density friends who provide service to others, honoring the law of one and honoring free will to join us through a braiding of our energies together with ours. And so it is. Back to you, Win. Thank you. And now, as part of the energies that are here, not only do we have the Elohim group, but we have other beings in higher density joining this call. And we also have Terry on the call. And let's give Terry a wave. Hi, Terry. And now let's say hello to her. I hope Terry Marie is on the call. And she is one of the people that Terry started communicating with. And uh, you know what? Maybe let me see something here before I before we start this. Terry Marie happens to be a songwriter or has expressed herself as a songwriter. And I think I have her song here. And I'll play one of her songs. I think I uploaded it. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, can you can you move? There's a lot of background noise. Could you mute it, please? All participants are unmuted. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves.
On that note, it's time to give Terry a wave. Hi, Terry. Hello, you know, early this morning about that. Thank you. Early this morning, somebody was knocking at my door. And Terry knocks on my walls, let me know she's she's around. And I said, who's knocking at the door at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning? And I opened the door, and this guy tells me, well, we're just wondering if there's anything we can do to help you. And I said, well, who are you? I said, are you working for a company? And finally, he said he was a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> so I said, no, I'm okay. And Terry, Terry is communicating to us. Well, what we've learned is we live in a multidimensional universe. And there's beings in all these dimensions. Hi, she she's making all that noise on the line. Thank you. I still hear it. Um, thank you. We live in a multidimensional universe. And the higher you go, the less dense everything is. And the lower you go, the more dense things are. And we are in what they call 3D, third density. And some people say third dimension. And they are in Elohim's intense density, and Terry is in fifth density. And in, in fifth density, it's an area where the beings there have a connection with each other. They're psychic with each other. And a lot of their orientation is to help third density. Because third density, people, most people are not aware of what life's all about. And other than it's a struggle and it's tough and nobody understands and um, and they're not aware that they exist in other dimensions. Fifth density is one of the places where people go to when they drop their bodies who have made some spiritual progress in this realm. And that's where Terry is. And Terry, I thought I might ask you a couple questions. Okay. Is that okay? Yes. Well, one question that occurred to me is many people in this realm 
have, have religion. And there's all these different religions. And most of them, on some level, indicate that you continue after you die. And, you know, Christianity has the term of going to heaven. And I have a feeling that where Terry is in fifth density is perhaps a heaven realm. But I don't think it's the way people think of heaven who are religious or anywhere. You know, even the way we think of God is not exactly how it works, but it's close enough so that people can make a connection using that terminology. So, Terry, I wanted to ask, if people came into your density and had a certain religion, what happens to their religious ideas when they're in fifth density? Well, they would find that it's uh, not exactly what they thought it was. They would love it better than what they thought. If they wish to see it as a certain way, they can see it that They will find that it's different than what they thought. And they will accept it. And you not accept it. It's so beautiful. Know of God, Jesus. Possibly meet saints and those they were connected to with their religious beliefs. Many different things. People see things differently. They can see what they wish to see. So people do not carry their religious beliefs with them, or they let go of them when they're in this new reality. And um, drawing... You have a better better understanding. Yeah. And in your realm, I mean, we've talked to Terry about this a number of times, and it, it's it's very amazing to be able to communicate to someone who's in this higher density. It's speaking from an experience that they're living in, not from something they were taught or learned, and. Terry explains that in fifth density, everyone is psychic. And everyone, this is hard to imagine. 
But when they want to do a project, all they have to do is think about it. And the people that are meant for that project will pick up on it. And part of their projects are to project love light energy into the earth realm when it's called for or called on. Am I saying that fairly accurately, Terry? Yes. They help to uh, provide what is needed when, when the person asking to receive it. Mm-hmm. You don't have friends in the way you have friends in third density, correct? No, not exactly. No physicality, no things that connected you in 3D were material things at times, physical. But here there's nothing like that. It's just who you are. We're all connected. Spirits. Spirits. We know each other. But you don't actually have friends in the way we have friends in 3D. It could be similar. Sometimes in 3D, you do connect spiritually. So that part of it remains in the higher densities. But as far as name and a place to go to visit this friend or things like that, not seeing them, knowing them, connecting, remembering them from 3D and past lives as well. You know, when we've learned learned the Elohim a little bit about bodies and life, for example, um, before there was a physical universe, everything was energy bodies. And the Elohim has explained Now, when I quote something like this that you have no knowledge of at all, you don't have to believe it. Just take it into consideration. And they explained that they were energy bodies. And they they started 
making physical bodies, engineering them through DNA, and then they could enter the physical bodies and have an experience of being in a body. And when they do that, they oftentimes forget that, they, that they're doing it. And they don't even know they're in 3D. Does that make sense to you? Is that accurate, Terry? Mm. Not entirely. Well, have to know they're in 3D because it would be physicality that they didn't have before. But yes, there's a strong feeling who they are. Um, let's see here. I want to, you know, one of the things we've been learning over the past couple of months is that we've addressed discarnate beings who had bodies who have been influences Influence, influence, influencers. Can you say the word? You, you know, you know what I mean. In this realm, and um, one of the people we brought in to talk to was an Indian guru by the name of Paramahansa Yogananda. And when I was younger and studying all kinds of things spiritual, I studied Paramahansa Yogananda. And I read a book by him called Autobiography of a Yogi. And uh, I was really impressed and touched by that book. And he, he told all about all the people above him. And he was in a line of gurus. And he shared the story. He met some of them. And uh, Terry Marie happens to also have been influenced by Paramahangi Yogananda. Am I right, Terry Marie? Yes. And what was your experience? Well, I was How meditating you one night. I was meditating one night and his face appeared in my meditation. And I knew who he was because I had seen pictures before and I just simply asked, why are you here? And he showed me a picture of the book, Autobiography of a Yogi, which I had never read. And so the next day I went to the library and picked up the book. And it was exactly as I saw it, an old book. And uh, it 
book and I was just uh, adopted it as my Bible. It was just so interesting and just felt so good just to hold the book even felt so good to me and all the stories and everything he said I just I just uh, resonated with it felt really good to me I think my experience was along the same lines I read the book when I didn't really have any strong spiritual philosophy. In fact, if somebody asked me uh, what I was, I, I would have said I was agnostic, an agnostic. And I said, if there's a God, it's going to have to prove itself to me. And I never expected that it would, but it did. And that's why I'm here now. And Harry um, Marie found, you know, the whole system in India with gurus is different than Western spirituality. Although Yogananda believed Jesus was legitimate and talked about him. And here is the line of gurus above Yogananda. And the highest one was called Param Guru, Guru Beyond, signifying a line of succession of spiritual leaders. Babaji was the guru of Lahira Mahasaya. And it's the Paramaguru of Sri Yukaswar, who was Yogananda's guru. And Babaji is thus the Param 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 Guru of all the members of Self Realization Fellowship who practice. Kriya Yoga and Self-Realization Fellowship is the organization that Yogananda founded. His guru told him to come to America and bring yoga to America and he did. And
one of the Well, it, it's very interesting because it's a way a spiritual vibration gets passed down through a succession of beings. It was all organized, and it was quite different than the way that we understand that religion started. They're not religions. I wouldn't call them religions. So we found that we could have a conversation with Yogananda, that he was also in this density. And we've had a couple already, and we're going to have another one today. So is Yogananda here now? Yes, yes, here. Hello, Yogananda. Thank you for coming. Pleased to be here. Is there anything you can explain to us about the line of gurus and the philosophy behind the spirit? Philosophy is not the right word. The methodology behind the guru lineage of yoga. Babaji, the first, and he had a purpose and mission to bring uh, spirituality through yoga, Kriya Yoga specifically, to masses. And he appointed someone after him to continue the line, continue teachings, and he could still be there, be around to help each one in succession would have the ability to continue the teachings to bring it to humanity because this is the importance necessary for survival.
there's a connection between the Kriya Yoga line and Jesus, which I was reading about. Could you explain that connection? Jesus had a connection. He was connected here. He was different terminology, different way of teaching, but the same purpose, same energy. Responsibility, but the wanting, desire to help you connect. So it's different, different methods. He had his uh, disciples, apostles. In a way, similar to the gurus and their followers, or other gurus, to pass on the energy information. All the same, just. You're fading out a little bit. Can you get stay closer to your mic? Yes. Did you hear me? Okay, no. I'm here. I was just deep into the thought, and yes. uh, did Jesus ever speak to any of the guru lineage? Yes, and he was in India. I mean, suppose this is what I was going to say. The, this was not in the Bible, but there was a missing chapter of Jesus' history when he went to India. Yes. He was revered by people there, and they spoke of him as Saint Isa.
spread his teachings there as well. What teachings? He spread his teachings there in India. Did he do miracles while there? Did he do miracles while he was in India? Yes. Yes. Help he healed people. Mm -hmm. Did he connect with Babaji? Yes. Babaji. Spirit connection. Uh-huh. You fading? As we talk about this stuff, I start drifting into into thoughts. Yes, easy about to do. How it all works. Yeah. Yes. Mary Marie experienced the same thing. Yeah. Yogananda, um, we're honored to be talking to you in front of our group here. And I'm honored to be invited. Kriya Yoga is more than a bunch of techniques, I believe. Yes. How would you introduce... Bring... Yes. How would you introduce the idea of Kriya Yoga to our group? To do some research on it, and if possible, find a teacher, because it, it, uh, it's Sort of like a uh, science of energy work. Help you connect who you are and your abilities, the power you have within to expand and and raise your frequency. powerful and to learn about it. Let's use it. What would you say if somebody was studying Kriya Yoga What they get out of it that was different 
from Christianity. Christianity to have more rules, ways of doing things that are not natural. Kriya Yoga is very natural, very flowing, energy flowing. Uh, Christianity, you can connect with God, yes. You can put yourself into it. You can connect with your inner being. But without, you don't need all the rules and regulations and certain rituals to go there to do that. Um, I'm just drifting off again. <laughs> I'm back. Or Some of you may be drifting like... off. You know, when we drift off, we're probably accessing these higher dimensions. And they're not yet integrated in in our lives. And there's a different kind of integration with the Kriya Yoga phenomena and the Christian phenomena even though they seem to lead to the same place. Yes. And when you're a Kriya Yoga initiate, you have a guru, and you have to do what your guru says. Correct? Yes. So in a sense... In differentiation to the way we approach this, our sources never tell us to do things. But they tell us how things work so we can choose to do them. But we don't have the commitment of a guru working with us, which probably lends a huge amount of security is the process. Yes, as I was with Yakteshwar, very devoted to him. And uh, I wasn't with him physically. I had a strong desire to be with him, to know that he was, so he, you might say, had my back. Uh, right. Yeah. When you came to America, 
he directed you to come to America and introduce Kriya Yoga to America. Yes? Yes. And I would imagine when you were here, you kept a good contact with them by phone. Is that true? In other words, did he still give you guidance when you were when he was in India and you were in America? Yes. Did you, Terry Marie, get closer to the mic because you're cutting out. Okay, headset moved. Sorry. Okay. Okay, is that better? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, Did you have phenomena, a lot of phenomena with your guru? Were you psychic with each other? Yes. Yes, I could connect. Yeah. Mm hmm. If he was calling me, I knew it, and I would always go to him. Mm -hmm. And to be a, a Kriya Yoga student, you had to commit to it, right? You only worked yes. with people who, who were committed. And yes, and and you initiated them. Yes. 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 And they took vows as part of their initiation. Yes. Okay. Well, they probably took a, a vow to follow your direction. Yes. Yeah. It was important. It was important that they were sincere in their desire to learn, thereby committing. Mm -hmm. It's understandable. I'm not in any way judging it. I'm just you know, observing that it's different than a Western approach. Although you have influenced millions of Westerners, I would say. 
Yes. Yes. I mean, you influenced me, and I didn't ever see you or know you, but just reading your book influenced me. Did Sri Yukasvar tell you to write the book? It was influential writing the book. It wasn't a command, so to speak. Okay. Now, if you were going to say one thing that would help someone on this line get closer to God, what might you tell them? Know yourself. Go within. Remember who you are. Okay. Well, on that note, I think we're going to go to the next section of our call, which is a playback of a session Terry and I did a few years ago. Pardon me? Thank you to Yogananda for sure. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I'm still learning. I can't believe how spaced out I got. Is it normal for people to get spaced out when they're connecting with you? Yes, at times. I mean, it seems to me that what happens is Tell me if this sounds correct. We're merging on the other side, and it's taking me out of my body, and I'm learning things that I don't know that I'm learning from a higher realm. Yes. Yes. Does that sound right? Yes, well, you're learning things, yes. You don't realize it because the 3D is a distraction. Yes. So if anyone's listening, went through that experience with me. Um, That might be the explanation. So thank you for being here. And hang on a second here. So let me go back to my control console. You know, Yogananda, I should have given people a chance to ask you questions. It's not too late. And Hive, can you open up the lives? All participants are unmuted.
does anyone have a question or want to give Yogananda thanks for coming here? I very much thank Yogananda for being here. And great work, Terry Marie. Thank you. I had a question because I've never really connected with Yogananda. I know a lot of people did. Was he a Buddhist? No. No. Okay. He was thank a you. Hindu. He was a yogi. He was a Hindu. Okay. A yoga. Oh, okay. Yeah, yoga. That's another one. Um, yoga is not. I mean. Is it true? Because I've been to yoga classes, like at libraries, and I felt the energies of, like, I guess there were some yoga masters who might have been religious instead of just the, you know, to me, I always thought yoga was an exercise. I did not realize it could be construed, depending on the person, um, if they have, like, an ancestral connection through their religion, that I felt that energy around people who, depending on who they studied with, that the yoga would affect me. I could not handle being around people that were religiously connected to yoga. That's, I don't well, even know if that's a question to ask Jokananda. Well, you know, I'll say a couple of things and then let Yogananda finish it. There's different kinds of yoga, okay? And the lowest form of yoga, at least I would say, is called hatha yoga, which is the exercises, okay? And then there's higher levels than that. And, um, and it depends what a person is interested and getting out of it, which kind of yoga they will be interested in. Yogananda, can you do a better answer to that question, the beat? Well, there are different types of yoga, many different types, and a lot of them consist of the exercises, physical, which are, lend themselves to um, connecting with the energies. Uh, Kundalini yoga is another that raises the energy quickly. Like you said, it depends on what a person wants to get out of it. All uh, the main desire would be to get closer to the Creator. To raise your vibration and your energies higher that you can connect with creator. Kriya yoga is more like they say going within and feeling who you are, feeling the connection between you and creator. Knowing connection. So are we uniting as we are as one, like in the in the Zoom group, we unite as one, a law of one. Is this similar? Like in different, I guess, in different cultures, they've connected, like the Kabbalah, the Taoism. There's, there's always aspects of religion, but then there's a higher 
connection, like spirituality, which is unification of humanity, is that really maybe the aspect that I'm not seeing here with yoga? Uh, many different religions, almost uh, all have the same goals to connect with God. And different methods, different books, and uh, different interpretations also. So it's up to the individual to to get the meaning they desire in whatever way is beneficial for them. If uh, Christianity works for you, if it helps you to connect, that's beautiful. If Buddhism helps you, that's good. The Kabbalah, any any of the teachings. Whatever has meaning for you is good, but it's all the same goal, connect with God. You know, the idea is not to create a belief pattern, like believing in God. The idea is to experience yourself as part of God. And as an experience, and to live from that experience. And then when you live from that experience, you tend to wake up to God and other people. And, you know, you mentioned the law of one, and Yogananda is probably not familiar with the law of one, which was uh, a channeled work that came out in the early 1980s. It was very, very deep. And, but the principle of the law of one is there's only one energy in the universe, and that's God. And we are all aspects of God, and, uh, but we don't know it. We can't experience it. And how do we get to know that we are an aspect of God? And that's going to be up to each person to be on their path to find the answer to that. And Kriya Yoga is a path that will bring people, I think I'm saying this correctly, uh, will bring people back to the knowledge. I just got a text from you from the number. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm looking. Okay. It is a special piece, and uh, uh, I'll have to get it. I think that's Is it Raiden? Is that Raiden? Raiden? <laughs> Hello, Raiden. Okay. Yogananda is coming from the same realm that uh, Terry comes from, the first dimension and beyond, that that, that, uh, Terry uh, Marie is doing right now. She's channeling. Well, that's a good question. What was Uh, the question? Is yoga is Yogananda coming from the same realm that Terry's on, which we call yes. intensity? Yes. Yes. 
Okay. Yes, Terry was there with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where, uh, Terry Marie, that's where the connection I'm getting coming from. Mm-hmm. Hi, Terry. It's Advent Day. I don't even know if there's any connection to any of this. I was just noticing I heard today was Advent and then uh, connecting somehow the Christians connected to the Immaculate Conception or something was Epiphany Day. So I was just wondering about all this stuff, religious stuff, even though I'm not that religious. I just was looking at all these angles and it's interesting you brought Yogananda in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to go any deeper into it now, okay? And it'll get too mental into trying to put everything together. Um, But the simple answer to everything is to, 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 to experience the part of you that's part of God and live from that place and to see everyone else as part of God, to see him, to see the God in everyone else, no matter who they are, whether they're good, they're bad, um, they're still part of God. And right. No labels, right? No labeling. Com- <laughs> yeah. Which leads to compassion and to empathy. Okay. Which makes the world a better place when people are compassionate and empathetic. Okay? This is where the whole planet healing comes in when we do that, right? When we do the whole planet healing, that's part of the opening up our hearts and compassion and healing within ourselves and others. We're all connected. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, Yogananda, anything else you'd like to say? No, I just... Thank you. Communication. Well, thank you for being here. I really am honored. You've influenced so many people, and, and it's a pleasure to introduce you to our little group and that you come in to share. And on that note, I'm going to, um, we're going to play a little excerpt of one of, one of Terry's channelings with the Elohim. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. And my console disappeared. Computers.
Kaiser, you on the line? Yes, I am. Can you bring the broadcaster up? I got her up. The second thing down, there should be uh, an upload from a Wednesday session. You see it? Uh, yes, I see the first one. Well, I just happened to be on this. Yeah, no, I see it. I think it is from uh, 2021-01-20. That sounds right. Okay. Start from the beginning. Should or you're be just moving? Under, move it to like six minutes in. Okay, and, and actually, as soon as I started, you have control over it as well at the bottom, I think. I'll try to get. I'll try to get back on the, on the, on the. You, you won't. I don't think you need to. Once, once it started, you have control okay. the, over the, the recording. This is okay. January twentieth, two thousand twenty-one. Welcome everybody. We usually start a little late, but we're a couple minutes even later today because Jerry and I went to happy hour. You want me to move it? Oh can God, you move Nancy it? Pelosi sent me a question. Yeah, move it. Hope. No, I can't move it. I'm not even on the, that that thing. Uh -huh. Six minutes, yeah. We take a moment and we adjust ourselves so that we are connected with each and every person on the line. We are not a manual being that can only do one thing at a time so we can connect with everybody. And we come directly to you. We don't come through the telephone line. That's where the voice comes from. We don't come through the computer. That's where the voice comes from. We tried that at the start when we were channeling on the air. <laughs> we got lost in all of the cords and wires and transformers. So we said, heck with that, just come straight to you. And we connect. We are here for connection if you wish. And if you don't, that's fine. Some people, they uh, come and listen to us for five years or so before they even say hello. If we ever say anything that doesn't make total sense to you or you can't use it, then disregard it. This is not for you at time. Do you have questions? Yes, we do. And this is from Mark in Ireland. Hello, Mark. I wish I could put on my Irish accent, but I don't have one. So, <laughs> Traditions throughout history talk about how to heal from past trauma and childhood trauma. Soul retrieval is one name for this. I have been working on this for years and feel I have more healing and learning to do. Tonight, I am asking for any insight into what I could do to create the most benevolent outcome, and I'm asking for assistance 
in my private quest. Blessings beyond measure. And let me just mention, Mark, that's a very good question. People sometimes don't uh, ask questions enough about their own process. And this is a wonderfully valuable opportunity to get insight. So I turn it over to our sources. Thank you. We take a look and we see that as you build up over lifetimes, areas of blockages, areas that don't change or aren't able to grow or to uh, have energy flowing through them, and then it makes a blockage. And this is a prevention from you being the real you who you are as you are reflecting some blockage or some stuck energy or some um, some way of looking at something that didn't work out and you have energy that is reflecting back at you instead of to flow out. Uh, once you can get rid of these things, maybe um, one at a time or maybe even a group of things at a time, when you realize the place where it got stuck, the place of trauma usually, uh, the place of confusion where there were energies back and forth, problems with one uh, solution in one direction or another solution, countering it, um, and it can't break loose. These are all things that tie up your attention and your energy and keep you from being the real you. Uh, So you are on the right track to clear these things up. When you are able to clear up the things that aren't yours, that you have taken on with valences that you are trying to be like um, some um, one that you admire rather than who you really are. When you are able to be who you really are, then you don't have these stucknesses and things can flow and you can um, rock and roll with the now, the circumstances. You can be in the present and then you can be very appropriate in your actions and your thoughts because you are connected with the now. You don't have some stuck a solution or belief from the past that it isn't working or isn't serving you very well. Uh, so we hope that helps. We send you a burst of love light. Let me ask a question. Um, I have been processing my own self for many years. And I've noticed certain patterns in the, pro- in the processing. 
Yeah. One thing is, the, the various engagements I have cause me to move into all patterns. And, um, I mean, not all engagements, but certain engagements with people. And when I identify that, um, I stop doing it. And it starts a clearing uh, process for me. Because every time yeah. I go into an old pattern, it reinforces that pattern. And, you know, you all know how sometimes you talk to somebody and you get bored and you feel trapped in having to have a social conversation. And um, I, I'm not saying I would never do a social conversation, but usually I will just tell somebody I don't want to talk about that or ask me another question in some way. And it causes the conversation to get more creative. When it gets more creative, it gets out of the old patterns. And um, yes, uh, patterns—you you have patterns because you have uh, learned somewhere in the past that that particular pattern has served you well, or uh, has gotten you through, or, or gets you by, or. Uh, or, or even a, to go into a creative state can get you uh, into a breakthrough. So mm-hmm. you can watch your patterns and you can evolve them and you can discard those that um, you see uh, are uh, like pulling back on something that is just uh, social acceptable and gets you by or uh, evolve out of it. So this is very good to to watch what's happening. Mm -hmm. All right. Somebody is walking through my backyard with a flashlight. I'm on the call right now. You're interrupting my call. We're channeling. Uh, please. Yeah. You left the lights on? Uh, the light on the garage must be on. Okay. Okay. Oh. Let me, let me okay. ask the next question. Back into trance, and then I'll walk out and do that while you're answering it, okay? All right. Um, this is from Scott in Pennsylvania. Can the sources explain my connection to the Elohim and or the Ra group? And he didn't ask this, but I'll add, if it's okay with you, or any other high group that is working with me. We are looking 
at your connection as the aspect of the Ra group and the aspect of the Elohim group are right at this moment um, available to you, you could have a much deeper connection with both groups. The Ra group is a lower, uh, has lower uh, identity and, and uh, lower frequencies. The Elohim group, which are both us, uh, have very high, uh, high frequencies and not so dense. Um, as you clear patterns from yourself and as you connect with us and learn connections, you can connect at greater and greater frequencies. We do see that in the past that you have had connections with both Elohim and Ra, in different lifetimes, you have been uh, more connected, say, with the male energy, which would be the more of the Ra energy, and you were have a component of connection with the Elohim. Uh, your connection uh, has been more with the raw group. As you could read Carla Ruckert uh, in The Law of One, you can begin to identify uh, the energies that are peeking through those Words. Um, the Elohim group is a little more elusive in that it is high, higher uh, frequency and harder to connect with and to track. Um, however, as you connect with this group and you connect with the writings on the spiritchannel.net, you can begin to see uh, the energies of the Elohim. Uh, sometimes as you close your eyes, say right now, we are sending you uh, energies. Um, we see that you have a strong crown chakra and are absorbing uh, some of the higher energies and combined with some of the um, more lower frequencies. Um, as you read, say, some of the law of one, some of it will 
you can identify with, and it seems familiar, as times in your past life, you have uh, leaned spiritually toward um, the law of one uh, information. Whether or not you ran into it, it um, was a part of your basic beliefs. Thank you. Would it be also good for him to read the reincarnation of Edgar Cayce? Um, chapter 17 of the, that would be good. Yeah. Um, there's, there's yes. Some of the channelings in there are very good. Yes. And they are from an aspect of the rock group. At least this, that's how I've understood it. And... All right. You know, an, another thing that can work, and I mean, this has worked for me. Of course, um, it's hard to go out in public places now, but if you can find a coffee shop that um, seats people in the right way, you can sit there just by yourself and ask to bless the people in the room. And when you do that, okay, when I do it, I activate I do my that. connections. This is scary. I do that, too. Yeah. I activate my connection, and suddenly I can, I can see the light in the room coming down on everyone's head and lifts the vibration of the room, but it also... Um, enhances, starts to enhance your connection with these groups. And one of the things is the more you reach to be of service, this is my experience, and do things of service, and that's the service, to walk into a room and bring the light into it and bring the higher realms into it. Um, the more attention they pay to you. That was something that was said in the um, reincarnation of Edgar Casey. And the fact that we do this all the time, some people say, I want to I channel the Elohim. I want to be a channel. But it's like, if you want to be a channel for the phenomena of it, you may not make a connection. But if you've proven yourself to want to be of service and and there's the potential for a connection, it encourages them because they want people that are going to make a difference to other people. And um, it's not about just getting recognition for channeling. If you notice on these we calls... We don't really... Um, we have a a, a um, connection, a better connection, if the people are uh, service to others and are working towards the benefit of the greater good. And mm-hmm. we we have a better connection, and they are better able to connect with us. 
Yeah. Okay. Next question. This is from ISIS. There are currently two types of COVID-19 vaccines out there. The mRNA, which enters the cytoplasm of the cells, and the DNA vaccine, which enters the nucleus of the cells. It had originally been said that a COVID DNA vaccine would be changing your DNA. Now it is being claimed that neither type of vaccine will be doing that. Can you comment if if they see potential for the DNA vaccine to alter or change your DNA of taken? And if yes, to what degree and would it be detrimental to the individual? Um, we see that the vaccines that are out uh, may have uh, may not be pure. Um, so be very careful uh, to see that see what the ingredients are in in the vaccine that you may take, and then to answer your question, we see that as the vaccines uh, the virus moves into uh, the inner part of a cell. It does alter the uh, replication of um, uh, T cells and uh, the um, immune system. Uh, we recommend watching results. Uh, before jumping in, uh, did you say when the virus enters the cell or when the vaccine enters the cell? The derivative of the vaccine that uh, enters the cell, which we mm-hmm. were referring to as a um, Echo, it would be the echo of the virus, not the virus itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, so it could be detrimental, yes? Yes. Is it something that would... If one has allergies, uh, they should be very careful about taking that. Consult Mm -hmm. with a very good doctor. Mm-hmm. It's better to use one of the alternative things. But the thing is, they may put us in the position where they force us to take it, or they may, they make 
they say you can't travel if you don't have a vaccine or something like that. Um, that is very possible. It has been done before with uh, a number of vaccines before one travels to a foreign country and uh, are given shots. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. This is a long one, and it is from... Hang on. Okay, I didn't paste it in yet. Let me go back and get it, and I'll come back, okay? With this question from someone in Finland who's asking our first question, her first question. Do you have a name? Uh, yeah, but uh, somehow I I didn't... Hang on. Hang on. Here it is. I got it. This is from Merja Pika in Finland. And um, she wrote a long thing here. Let me see if I can read the whole thing. Normally, Merja, I don't have a hard time reading such long introductions. And um, as you will learn, they don't need to know everything about you to give an answer because they can tune into you. But hello, Wynn and Terry. I find my way to you guys with beautiful synchronicity in the time that was just right for me. I have been listening to the recordings, and I really enjoy the calls and appreciate the work you do. And the energy I've been connecting with there, shifting me back on track, so to speak, after long search and times of despair. I can feel the love light in me and radiating out from me, even in the days when my own personal motivation is completely down. So I thank you for your work. Um, And sorry for the long email. The questions are at the end if you don't have time to read all this. I'll read a little more. I've been on the path of spiritual evolution forever. Since very young, I had intuitively the feeling of connectedness of everything and the trust of life carrying me and always knew that I am here to serve. I first came to know the Law of One about 10 years ago, but life took its turns and gave me plenty of other stuff to chew as well, and I had to make my own inquiry and research before I came to the conclusion that this fits how I see the world and how I have experienced it. I feel there's a deeper reason why I had to write you. I have been listening to the Spiritual Channel archives for 15 months now. I get enthusiastic about all this knowledge and new way of comprehending things. So it's been an amazing ride. And also, I get so many questions answered when I have been wondering something or discuss these matters with my brother, my brother, 
And after I went on listening to the archive, the topic we have been curious about has been discussed on those randomly picked recordings. And I can really identify many things that you have been talking there with my own experience. For example, I used to travel in Europe when I was younger for some years, and I hitchhiked and worked on the farms and do whatever needed. In a similar way to what you described, Lynn, the time was incredibly full of synchronicities and very connected living. But when I stopped, had kids in relationship, it all started to go bad again, and I felt lost. So I started to examine my patterns of thinking, being and acting with the Socratic method of questioning to get to know myself and to get rid of the patterns that are harmful to me. You know, I'll make a comment. When I was doing that and I look back at it now, I realized that I was a wanderer and I had a fairly high expanded matrix potential. But every time I did something in the world, I would fall into a lower level of pattern. And it was frustrating. I didn't know this at the time. I didn't understand myself. But when I hitchhiked, I managed to let go of all my patterns. And I was able to kind of free fall into my higher matrix. And I could attract all those things. And now I can stay in one place because the work we're doing matches my higher matrix. It calls on it. And I don't feel that craziness of like um, trying to um, escape from everything and travel. Okay, so my mind is very doubtful even after all these years and experiences. Even now when I feel the energy and feel the effect on my everyday life, how I feel more loving, I still have suspicious feelings that, that maybe all this is just cause. I cannot survive in the Babylon world, so I've come to this so that I can consolidate myself, that at least I am trying to radiate love light as I cannot do anything else or find my place. And the thing is, I don't want that type of life. I am happy here in the countryside with moderate self-sufficiency and grateful of everyday life. But then my mind goes, like you lose all of your potential just by sitting there. So this conflict haunts me even when I try to accept myself as I am. So my question is, how can I be of service to others and overcome challenges that come from lack of inner motivation that rises from type 2 bipolar disorder in the depression season? And what can I do to ease the pains in the right side of my body and the dizziness in my head when lying down. Greetings to everyone on the line, and thank you for your love light. Mircea Tika from Finland. Thank you. You have a 
beautiful ability to radiate love light from the center, from your center, as a light that projects in all directions from your center. And this is noticed by other people and is something that can bring both you and the other people up tone. Um, in bringing the other people <coughs> into a higher spiritual um, feeling, uh, then you also bring yourself up. When it is the winter in Finland, it tends to be a time when there is not as much sun and it can be a time which just the surroundings can make it uh, drab or harder to um, stay um, in a cheery manner or mode. Be sure to take enough vitamin D as in the winter it is harder to get it. It is a vitamin that comes from the sun interacting with your skin. So be sure to take extra vitamin D in the winter time. <laughs> there are other vitamins that when your body feels the nutrition flooding into your system, it is a cheer, it cheers your body. Uh, the circulation starts to flow better. And if you uh, exercise, this also helps the circulation to flow. And this mo movement can cheer you. So when you feel in that mode, you can find another person uh, and send the love light radiating from your center to cheer them. Uh, and this will also mutually cheer yourself. You have a beautiful radiating ability to radiate love light and to warm the atmosphere and warm the people around you that you are coming in contact with. You might uh, see if you can find jokes also which the humor of them, when you find some type of jokes you like, can also 
cheer your day and help you to get into a more jovial space. We are glad you are joining our call, joining of our call in the comradeship with others also can help cheer your um, days and bring you up and then you can uh, find it easier to uh, radiate this love light which you do you have the ability to do thank you you know another thing you might do is take a book like the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, probably more so than the raw material. And see if this, if you see another, you know, there's a lot of advanced people that don't know they're advanced. They usually feel alienated, and um, they don't fit in. If you come across one of those people. Ask them questions like, do you believe there's another side? You know, get a couple of yeses from them and say, I wanted to loan you this book. It really inspired me. See if it works for you. And that's a great service. And who knows? They might start checking out our website as well. But you have to sound like you're not trying to convert them or make them believe something. Just tell them you know, this really inspired me. And um, it's, it's a, about, you know, this psychic Edgar Casey. I find that's a common thing that I always start on because many people who have heard of Casey will don't even know that book exists. And if they read it, they will have some, they may have some kind of epiphanies on it. And it's just a way to do a quiet service and bring people into the light in a subtle way. You know, uh, in any case, I'm really glad you wrote and that we're, our work is touching you. And, you know, we've worked really hard to get it to this point. And, um, and it's really rewarding to know that we exceed, succeed occasionally and it's 757 and we're going to have to um, go to whole planet healing and Mark Sonnenberg We're gonna we're gonna be off of BBS in a very short while, and we are going to our healing list, which is on the conference line only today. And uh, if you want to get on the conference line to listen to participate on our healing list, you're going to have to call this number. Let me give it to you. All right, here we go. 
just a moment. I'm almost up. Six six seven 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 zero one five two three and there's a pin and the pin is what is the pin? Nine four zero six five eight nine four zero six five eight pound and that will get you onto our conference line and if you want to put a request into the healing list go to the web page in the light in the light dot intelligent dash infinity dot com in the light dot intelligent dash infinity dot com and there's a form that comes up fill it out and send it and we'll check that any new entries before the call is over today or come in next week and prepare yourself okay and thank you all for listening and every Sunday we have another amazing encounter with the higher dimensions or what some people call the other side. <laughs>